0: It's 15 after 10 o'clock. We continue leading the conversation on SAFM. Let me welcome then the Minister in the Presidency, Mondli Gungubela, who's joining us uh, on the line. We're going to be talking about uh, the State of the Nation address and perhaps some of the arrangements that have had to be made this year as well, uh, given the extraordinary circumstances that have faced Parliament. Uh, Minister Gungubela, good morning to you. Thanks for your time today.
1: Good morning, Kevin. Good morning to your listenership and uh, thanks for the opportunity and I hope you're fine.
0: I'm well, thank you. Uh, I should perhaps be asking how you are doing. You're not only the Minister in the Presidency, you're also responsible for uh, state security now. (laughs) And one very much gets a sense of um, security being escalated out here in Cape Town, particularly the area where the City Hall is stationed, uh, where tonight's State of the Nation address will be taking place. So, Talk to us about um, the kind of work that has been put into securing the State of the Nation Address. Uh,
1: maybe, uh, thanks, uh, good morning again. Uh, what, what actually is at the back of our mind is that during the State of the Nation Address, a lot of key institutions are in one place at the same time. Something which almost happens once a year. The judiciary, parliament, executive, and a number of other key institutions in one place at the same time. You, you can imagine if anything untoward would happen under those circumstances. So, what then drives us is that thinking not that there is any time where security is not important. So. Uh, at my disposal, everything that uh, normally is supposed to be done has been done. Uh, the, there's a reasonable basis for us to say we expect an incident-free event not an easy job, especially, because you must understand, if it's not done under the normal parliament, it changed a lot of conventional ways, logistically and physically, that is usually done to adapt to the new
0: environment is the government viewing the state of the nation address as an opportunity to reaffirm the fact that it is in fact in control that there is leadership that there is direction because following the burning of parliament off the back of what we saw with that july unrest there very much has been a sense that you know, there's nobody in the driver's seat that the wheels are coming off. These are the general phrases that one will hear South Africans use to describe what they see as happening in the country.
1: let it. It's no secret. Uh, if you, the, 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 the Professor Mufamadir report is a public knowledge now. Uh, the sendi report is a public knowledge now. Those reports have both been accepted by government. They speak very. They speak very. They speak very badly about the state of security, about the state of stability, institutionally, and otherwise. So, those reports uh, give us one instruction: that. Uh, after today we must have sent a message that we are in charge on
0: we continue the conversation on the talking point we're talking to the minister in the presidency Mondli gungubele so, so minister you 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 reaffirmed the fact that this is an a, a moment where uh, the state would want to reaffirm and really show the fact that it is in charge When we look at particularly this report that has been compiled into the July unrest, one of the concerning things that it points us to is a failure of cabinet in its entirety to protect this country and to protect the interests of this country. And it points to the factions and the divisions in the ANC As being the foundation for part of what we have been through how concerned are you about that because ultimately the people who are going to be gathered at the City Hall today are the same people who would have been found by this report to have not been able to protect this country and its assets
1: maybe if you Go back to the statement of the governing party. Okay? That issue of acknowledging that the divisions of the governing party uh, are a threat to the security of the country is acknowledged uh, in the statement of the party of the governing party. Now, what is important now is what do we do about that? And uh, I guess the challenge is, is we must be charged on how. What do we do about it? Uh, I I want to say, if that report is anything to go by, which we have accepted, it does indicate that some of us uh, slept on duty. Uh, Therefore, we need to send a message that it can continue. Business as usual, and I think one of the reasons the president decided to issue, uh, to to throw this report as it is in the media, which is becoming a, which is a trend on this president of not hiding those sensitive information. It's, it's, it's an attempt to say uh, we want to share with you both the negatives and the positive of our situation, so that. As we correct it, you are also well informed about what is it that's supposed to be corrected so that as you oversight us, you are you are in a better place. And I think it, 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 that to me is a positive attitude uh, regarding the intention to deal with the matter.
0: So, so when you say what you do about it, are you saying that Based on the findings of these reports, there are still actions that will be taken and that we should wait to see what those actions will be.
1: Surely. uh, I I, I think it's a question of logic. If the report, those reports, say a critical institution is destabilized, a critical institution is, is in chaos and whatever, there's only one saying thing is to take action to correct that. That's why you are saying in the report, uh, the report that is the released, our covering statement says the first action steps are expected that the president will be speaking about during the state of the nation and a lot of other things that are going to be done. Already having arrived myself in few or two, only two weeks or whatever a number of areas we've already closed uh, there to make sure that the gaps are closed Uh, uh, it's a long way and we're working it's a a work in progress
0: minister kungubele in as much as of course you know one has to acknowledge the work that has been done through this report i would certainly not want to believe that the first time that government came into contact with this information was when it was put together in this report, particularly under the presidency, because, again, we have monitoring, over uh, oversight, and, and evaluation. These are things that, that, that should have been known already, no? Min- Minister Gungubele? All right, it looks like we've we've lost the line there uh, to Minister Mundi Gungubele. He is uh, on the road, and he did warn us that uh, he would be uh, traveling during this interview. So we'll try and re-establish a connection to him. I'll also give you an opportunity. We have him until uh, 2211, so perhaps on the other side of the news headlines, I'll give uh, one or two of you an opportunity to directly engage uh, with the minister. The number to dial this morning... Zero double one seven one four two double zero six. that's the number to use uh, to get in touch with us on the phone lines, of course. you can also uh, send us messages on the whatsapp line and that number is zero six one four one zero four. Sorry, 011 714 2006. That's the number to dial in on the WhatsApp line 0614 104 And we'll also take your messages on Twitter at SFM Radio, the hashtag there, SAFM Talking Point. So uh, the minister in the presidency saying that there will be action taken in response to that report. But as long as that action does not include those that are caught up in, in the center, of the, the controversy in the center of having failed to do their duties. As long as it doesn't include them not being in their jobs, can we actually say that we have a progressive way forward? Uh, Minister Gungubele, I understand that you're back up on the line. Yes, I'm sorry about that. No have with No, No problem at all. The question mm-hmm. that I had asked you was that I, I refuse to believe that the first time that government would have become aware of the fact that these tensions are emanating, number one, from factions within the ANC, and number two, that there's a broken down relationship between Minister Begikele and um, the National Commissioner, Kalhasatole, that it was when this report was released. Those things have been in the public domain for months now, and yet nothing has been done about it.
1: Uh, I'm, I'm saying. Uh, when you when you commission a report, Kevin, uh, because of particular developments, uh, at times you might even halt whatever contemplated action you would have wanted to take. Uh, I don't want to claim to know what was the intention. Uh, about anything else. All I'm saying is that uh, during these investigations, sometimes it is always useful to get a full report of those who think independent of you, so that you got a benefit of doubt a full information. But having said all that, what has been known to the public, maybe the public can say in a way, maybe the reports are concerning, but the key thing is Going forward, what actions are we going to take and what difference do they make?
0: So are you saying that the the, the reports, part of why they were commissioned was precisely to give a sense of what has happened so that it emboldens uh, the president, perhaps to take action?
1: No, no, no. I said upfront, I would Mm. be very careful to say I know what is in the head of the president. All I'm saying is that during these investigations, uh, remember the Sidney Fumadi investigation took place some time ago, and then there's this investigation that took place uh, uh, in, that, that, that took place on, about July. All those together gives you a better line of sight so that you take an informed decision. And, and I must say, I'm not here to say, When was the decision supposed to be taken? But I'm saying now, now that the reports are before us, uh, we are better placed now to take decisions on a number of key issues more than ever before.
0: We'll continue the conversation with you, Minister. It's 10.30. Let me go to the latest news headlines.
1: Here, there and everywhere. SAFM 105.9 FM in Port Elizabeth.
0: We continue the conversation with Minister in the Presidency, Mondli Gungubele, ahead of tonight's State of the Nation Address. Uh, Minister Gungubele, one of the role that the State of the Nation Address plays to some level is to inspire a level of confidence, to inspire hope in in South Africans around what the future may hold. Do you think it's difficult to do that when South Africans know how divided cabinet is when South Africans know the challenges that they have had to face as a result of the lack of delivery from some of your colleagues in the cabinet. How, how do you as, as the office of the presidency then try and convince people to trust in government yet again?
1: Thank you. Thank you, Casey. Uh As I respond to you, I, I minimize speculating about what was supposed to have happened before. However, you know that uh, I, I came to the cabinet in August and uh, since I came to the cabinet, my own observation, I have not come across a divided cabinet. Remember, I need uh, monitoring and evaluation of the entire state with my team. Those are interventions that were overhauling so that they are able to demonstrate uh, on time what is not working and what is working. And uh, two, if you remember, in the report, it spoke about the security cluster, uh, which could not be meeting and so on. Since I came, That security cluster is meeting regularly. I don't know what was happening before. All I'm saying, a number of things that I've seen, and which I know some of them, the president will actually demonstrate today through his of national address, to me, uh, give enough information to South Africans to say there's something which is going to happen and something is happening.
0: Let me go to Emala Mashaba, you're calling us from Emma Lalleni. Good morning.
2: Morning, Katie. How are you?
0: I'm well, thank you.
2: Thank you. I would like to ask the minister and the president but how does our president feel when there are crises in this country? And he says absolutely nothing. It's not that awful that makes people to lose confidence in the president. You were kidnapped together with the Minister
1: of Defence.
0: I, I can't know, hear the
1: caller.
0: Okay. Oh, oh, Minister, you're struggling to hear the caller. Okay. Yes, um, I hear
1: you, but I can't hear the caller.
0: All right. Let me see if our technical team can can actually uh, try and work on that. I'll allow him allow him just to continue, and then I'll I'll, 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 I'll revise what he has said. Okay. Mashaba, you know. go on.
2: Yes, our president keeps quite on many crisis issues. It shows that now he's a coward, to be honest with you. Mr. Ramaphosa is a coward. We cannot keep on defending him. Once he keeps quiet on major issues that affect the country. Today, at least we expect him to say something constructive, but I don't expect hope Because I know he'll only repeat the very same statement or State of the Nation address that he said last week. I, I don't expect any anything. It's high time Mr. Ramaphosa chaffing up. So that now everybody can see that we've got a leader in South Africa. Up to now, there's no leadership. Thank okay. You.
0: Thank you. All right, Mashaba. Thanks for that. Uh, Minister Gungubela. I'm not sure if you caught to the last end of it, but he basically mm, says, absolutely. how can... I hear
1: you, but I can't hear the Yes, let me give
0: you a sense of what he said. He, he says, how okay, can fine. we trust in a president that doesn't speak... In times of crisis, that the president's voice is missing, in times where it matters the most, and that he comes across as a coward and as somebody who is not in charge.
1: <laughs> yeah, well, uh, it it depends what we are looking for. My uh, attitude is that when somebody is leading, the least you can judge that person. It's how. Given a particular term, what difference has he made? Are you happy with that? What the number of times he has spoken? I accept that there are moments where reassurance should be done, and I think the president did speak during the July event, even. He didn't only stay in he also went. I know two instances There's one night where he addressed the country, and then uh, he also went to Natav where things were happening. So he spoke, but the bottom line is you may, we may have views about how people must speak and when they must speak, and I think what we must be charged is at the end of this term, where would this government have placed this country?
0: I, I think, Minister Gunkubele, the, the example of the July unrest becomes a, a, an important one in as far as um the speaking of the president because even the report found that his 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 language at the time seemed to be quite lackadaisical in comparison to the kind of crisis that the country was in and it said that the moment called for greater leadership and centralized communication and that that that, you know, government was saying different things and the president himself being contradicted by one of his ministers a- at the time. And it points to the challenge, the challenges that, that government needs to needs to resolve there.
1: Well, so, uh, I want to repeat this. I don't know where we are speaking about. You can go to July, look at the statement, that president issued. Unequivocally, the centrality of the law was affirmed. Unequivocally, he refused to accept that there should be a contestation between the fame and the popularity of individuals, contestation between that and the laws of the country. Restated his support for the law, restated his expectation that the law enforcement agents must do their work. Unless clearly, would say he was supposed to shout.
0: So so in as far as you're concerned, then, Minister, do you believe that some of the criticism out of this, um, you know, out of this panel was a a bit unfair on the president?
1: Uh, I don't want to speak now about the panel, Mm. right? But all I'm saying is that the National Security Council said they have read the panel report. And uh, generally, there's a commitment to implement the recommendations that are there. They might not have spoken about all the details of the what to call, of the panel what to call, uh, report. But the point I'm making is, it is not correct to say this president has not issued a clear statement when crisis is actually, uh, when the country is actually immersed in crisis. Because the, the records will prove that's not true.
0: Okay, let and, me go unless, to...
1: Unless we, unless Katie were asking for a particular tone of voice, maybe monthly voice. For instance, I've got my tone, but our voice is another thing.
0: Yeah, I don't know, Minister. I think I think it's two different things, and I think that the report actually puts it well. But but I, I I've taken I've I've noted the the response that 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 you made on that issue. I want to quickly go to Muzi because I know we have to let you go soon. Muzi, you're calling us from Durban. Good morning.
3: Good morning, Kathy, and good morning to the minister. And uh, uh, Kathy, I just wanted to to to, to put this. You see, the president is as good as his advisors, or he is bad as his advisors as well. You see, when you're talking about this uh, thing that happened in July, in KZN and in Johannesburg, the president came down to to Devon already, He had something in mind. He already has been told something about what what was happening. He didn't come here as a neutral person who will come and assess the situation and say whatever he said according to what he saw. He said what he was told. Now, Mr. Kungubele, as he's a a, a minister in the president, I assume he is one of the president's advisors. What does, how does he advise the president uh, when it comes to become a man in the middle? Because now we are standing uh, with a country that is divided into two. From the ANC, the ANC is divided into there are those who are called uh, 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 radical economic transformation and there are those who are called uh, a New Dawn. And the country is cut into two. Judges are cut into two. Police are cutting into two. Even media is cutting into two. Even the, the cabinet, uh, the, the the president's office is cutting into two. And even when when, when 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 the president is today, we're waiting for the president to to come and, and tell us the state of the nation address. We already know the state of the, the state of, of our our nation, and we're expecting the president to stand in the middle because he is the president of the so-called new dawn and the so-called. A radical economic transformation. But what we notice is that when the president comes and spends, there are those who he is pushing away, and there are those he is bringing them closer. Now the question is, how does he advise the president to become mm-hmm. a president of the new dawn and the president of the radical economic transformation? Because even with the with the uh, results of the uh, of the of the NC, the the, the NC, where we're doing the, the elections and NC lost so much, so so many municipalities. What we have noticed is that those who uh, tell us to become the, the good members of the ANC, those are the ones who are celebrating the the, 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 the NC losing losing metros. And those who are, we are told that they are bad members of the ANC. They are the one who are celebrating, especially when Devon was was winning the municipality. Now we want to know, how do they advise the president to become okay. the president of both uh, sides as All the right. country divided into two?
0: All right, Muzi, thanks for the question. Let me go over to Minister Gungubele, give him an opportunity to respond. Uh, Minister? <laughs>
1: Listen, uh, This president doesn't need my advice on the unity. I'm sure, Casey, uh, in most, more than 99% of his speeches, there's something he hardly leaves out is both the unit of the organization and the country. Remember, when he became a president, the organization was in the state where it is. So if you look at all the issues, the statements, wherever he has been, he has always been speaking about unity, and I want to repeat what I said. I'm in the cabinet since August. I have not had a problem of a divided cabinet. I am in the presidency market. By the way, I'm a minister in the. Pre- it means I'm leading the presidency because well, remember the presidency is some kind of a department itself, which uh, where the president uh, is a tenant. I do not understand this division that the caller is been about, unless he's about to tell me that I'm a liar. Is there a challenge of unity in the country? Yes, Kevin. It's huge. It bothers not only... And, and most of the time, it's got little to do with ideology. It has found expression, in my view, between those who are looting and those who are fighting looting. And unfortunately... In those groupings that are fighting, those who are fighting, looking, and those who are against, looking, there are those who follow all the sides innocently and end up being part of that. And sometimes it finds expression in ethnic tendencies, which we thought we had left long time ago. But I want to say, in terms of unity, this president doesn't need our advice because that is the most important thing wherever he addresses the
0: country. But is the reason why he keeps talking about it not born out of the fact that it does not exist, that there are challenges with unity?
1: That's that's why, I've just said there's no question there's a challenge of unity in the country. That's why I said that to
0: you. Not just in the country, but it extends to the leadership of this country as well. No, no, no.
1: He, he, He spoke about unity, not only about the country, he calls for it in the end when i say kathy renew now i end up speaking with the government party you call me Mr <laughs> the president you see uh, i end up uh, encroaching on another mandate the point i'm making even the government party gets, the reason if you read our documents which are in the website of the governing party they accept the division they accept that the organization is in a dangerous situation. That's why renewal is the program, right? And I can tell you, based on my experience, a lot of conflict that is controlling our country is more about those who want renewal and those who don't want it. At the end of the day, my call to society is that renewal means you deal with corruption, you ensure that there's unity, you ensure that uh, there's empowerment of society, you can lift all those things. Those things to be related to the societal
0: needs. But, Minister, it's impossible for me to, to see a situation where there's an acknowledgement of division in the ANC. The ANC members are those that are deployed to various cabinet positions. And that that same manifest, that, that same division that manifests from the party will not be found in cabinet, Minister. I, I don't know. That, that is an honest reflection.
1: Listen, I said to you, the challenges of the unit in the ANC have not been denied in general, right? But I said to you, I've got so many months now in covenant. Mm. The resolutions that have been taken, we did not have to vote. I always find it difficult to think, we did not have to vote. There is no decision where we want to vote. It seems <laughs> like, hey, you know, when I say there's division, there's a subjective view about it, there's an objective reality. In that cabinet, I have not seen it since I came. but in fact, in the society in general, we see those divisions. We see people uh, in the social media uh, articulating the harmful language that divides the country, that threatens to block this, uh, this road and that road, and sometimes end up being blocked and their cars being on fire. Of course, those are expressions that's an objective materialism that there is division in the country. That's why, in my view, the president keeps on calling for it. But I'm saying there might have been problems before in the cabinet, but where I'm sitting now, there has been no voting. There has been no difficulty to take any decision, by the way
0: so so when you when you say that there's been no voting i want to understand that clearly are you saying that there has been uh uni- unanimous decisions made yes. by cabinet that that yes. all the decisions that have come out of cabinet uh, since august when you've been ministering the presidency that those decisions have been unanimous
1: since i came KS2, decisions have been unanimous of course let me put it this way <laughs> there will always be different emphasis. On, uh, there will always be different emphasis on issues. But now it's a fact, Kate. Okay? If you are allowed to go to the minutes of the cabinet, because I can see love to be big lies. <laughs> you can go to the, if you can go to the minutes of the cabinet, the decision
0: Minister, I, w- I, w- I would lying, love I'm those minutes. Able, it, yeah, it's fine. It is. Especially the minutes that around meetings that were held around lockdowns, and decisions that went into the lockdowns. Please give us those minutes.
1: Remember, I came uh, in August. Let me repeat this: we were dealing with going to stage one in terms of lockdown. Understand? I came at a time when the when the when the COVID was tapering uh, uh, was tapering, so it was going to the level where it is now. So I did not know what happened before that because I was not sitting in cabinet. But I can say to you, are there debates in cabinet? Yes. Are there diverse views? Yes. How have decisions been taken
0: unanimous?
1: That's a fact.
0: Okay. Okay. Minister, will you will you will you share those minutes with me? No, no, you're not allowed to <laughs> No, but you just said I could go through the minutes myself. No, no, and, and and, and no, no, on this one, me, I don't I said, want to give you the benefit of the doubt, Minister. No, no, I don't want to me. give you the benefit of the doubt. I need to see it for myself in order to believe it. I'm sorry.
1: Listen, I said at the beginning whether I was anticipating that. I said if you were allowed.
0: No, that's not what you said. You said if I go through the minutes.
1: You were allowed to have access to those minutes. You are not allowed.
0: Kid. Minister, I, I, I really like I said to you, I, I can't give you the benefit of the of the doubt oh, on this why? one. It, it so sounds right. it, 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 sounds too good to be true <laughs> but I understand that you're doing your job. It's part of your job <laughs> as the minister no, no. in the presidency. That, that,
1: that, that, that is an insinuation of some kind, Kevin. I'm giving you the records of what I know.
0: Yes, but but it's yeah. difficult to just yeah. take your word yeah. for it because so, so because here's here's the part of the other challenge. Part yeah. of what you're saying is that people where there are disagreements in cabinet that those disagreements happen in the public space, but once everybody's behind closed doors, then it's kumbaya, which again seems like an unrealistic situation.
1: Listen, Kathy. There is an element of truth in what you are saying. Let me tell you this. A number of times, even the governing party had taken decisions which are unanimous, there are instances where we got shocked. When people knew a part of the meeting which took the unanimous decision, when they went out, they said something different. There is that problem.
0: So you have people that deny that they said what they said? No, no.
1: There are instances where something like that did happen, I don't want to go to name. What
0: was the instance?
1: No, Kathy. I'm saying the, you have seen in the government. But how many times people have spoken uh, and uh, and uh, and, uh, and uh, please let's not get to the government party because uh, I came to talk about the presidency.
0: Yes, but give me an example of where ministers have gone out to say something out there. No, no, there. I'm not
1: saying minister. Mm-hmm. I'm not okay. saying mm-hmm. Yes, I'm saying there are instances, the way decisions have been taken, that are unanimous. And uh, you find that the the emphasis on on the decision outside sends an impression of a division. But when the resolution is there, the resolution is a unanimous and is very clear. There are those issues, and and besides, uh, we must also accept the fact that if we have agreed that the organisation has to deal with division, to think that completely those divisions would not find expression in one way or another in government is also not correct. But I'm talking about so far since I came, I have not experienced that in cabinet.
0: Let me quickly take Vusumuzi in KZN. Vusumuzi, good morning to you. Thank you
1: very much for the opportunity. I've got just two points, my sister. Thank you, uh, Minister. Thank you, Sister Katie. Uh, the, the first point is that uh, people who are advising our president are the people, are the ones who are misleading the, pre- the president because it seems... They really don't know what is happening on the ground. Really, what is happening here on the ground and what is happening there, in the office, there it's, is it's, it's a huge difference. People here are suffering. Point number two, there is outcry on the ground. Outcry on the ground. Read, minister, we must be fair. Really we must be fair. Point number two is the conflicting messages. Yesterday, or even last week, there were two statements from the president's office and, uh, and, and, and the minister, Sisulu, where they were, uh, they, they, there was a big, big, big disappointment to us on the ground, where the minister is saying something else and the presidency is saying something else. Can you tell the, you just want to tell me that there are no fighting or, or, or on the cabinet if you you just find the the minister is the one who has took a oath to uphold the constitution, the very same minister was defying the president's office. So how how can you how can you you trust those, those, those things? Really, mm. uh, that's that that's my two points.
0: All right, Mr. Th- thanks for that, uh, Minister Gungubele?
1: <laughs> I think. That must have given you another idea, Kevin. The, that story, which I am reluctant now to go back to, because I've expressed my, we've expressed the government views about that, about situation. I'm reluctant to go back to that. But also, having said that, remember that was not a cabinet meeting.
0: Yes, it wasn't a cabinet uh, meeting,
1: but it doesn't prevent. Mm-hmm. And uh, the the minister's the minister's statement uh, created no basis for us to change what the presidency issued.
0: But she said you misrepresented what she had said. She said she did not uh, apologize. It, it, it's a detail
1: I don't want to go through. But I'm saying to you, we we'll stand by the statement as we issued it. Here.
0: Minister Gungubele, either way, I, I, I don't know. After this conversation, I feel that I, as a citizen of this country, have even less confidence in the ability for government to come together and work in pursuit of the best interests of this country. I, I, I'm I not feeling confident in in, in, in the structures or th- that are there that are meant to serve the people of of this country. What would you say to somebody else who is just like me and who says, I don't know that we're going in the direction that we need to be going?
1: Kezi, I've already said in my opening, you guys have seen Nufmadi report, you have gone the same report. It does not speak well about the state of the country and in particular the state. And we're saying to you, their interventions were making the president will be speaking today is it not fair to allow that to happen
0: and check if it gives you any reason to look forward so you say that what will be said tonight will be significant enough to change the opinions of south africans who currently don't have faith in this presidency
1: uh, I'm saying to you, already in the area where I'm deployed, we are implementing some of the recommendations. Having said that, we are awaiting the president to talk to the country with regard to how, what, what do we will share with the country, where are we going. And I'm saying, based on my understanding of what are the fo- what are the focal areas of this government and what the president will be presenting today, it is fair to allow it to be presented and then make a comment and take that decision. And I would, uh, uh, I would advise that uh, it's too quick to take that decision.
0: Minister in the Presidency, Monde Gungubele, thank you so much for uh, coming on. I know we've kept you from other business of the day longer than we had initially spoken about. We really appreciate it. That's part of then what he has to say ahead of this evening's State of the Nation address.